0: Welcome to That So Hindu, the podcast brought to you by the Hindu American Foundation. I'm Matt McDermott. For those just coming to the show, what you're listening to today is part two of Dr. Indu Viswanathan's interview with Keshav, a young Hindu man who converted to Islam, had a change of heart and mind, and came back to Hinduism, only to receive threats for doing so. Keshav is a pseudonym, and at his request, we've distorted his voice to protect his identity. Without more ado, here's the conclusion of Keshav's story. I started coming to the realization that maybe I need more time. Um, And not necessarily for me to revert back to Hinduism or for me to become a Hindu again, but for me to really embark on a journey. And obviously it's going to be a long and treacherous journey full of ups and downs because I'm seeking for the truth. Um, But I knew that I had taken a little, um, I had taken a step that I was already taking my life. uh, And I felt, you know, I kind of felt like, you know, taken back from this decision. So after having had that conversation with him, it kind of opened my eyes.
1: What were some of the things he shared with you? What were some of these perspectives about Hinduism that were novel to you that he shared? Yeah,
0: yeah, he talked a lot about Sanatana Dharma and um, about how a lot of misconceptions, a lot of stereotypes about Hinduism, idol worship, um, the worshipping of many gods and goddesses, and he offered a unique perspective to me and that unique perspective, um, it kind of it, it, it sounded it sounded like something that made sense and it sounded like something. It sounded like a perspective that I was not really introduced to. And after telling me everything about Sanatan Dharma, I felt as if I had learned so much just off merely having a conversation with him more than I had learned my entire life, about a faith that I've been following for almost my entire life. And so I felt as if I had learned more in a two hour conversation with somebody than I had learned about Hinduism for my entire life. And so this is really what opened my eyes, getting these unique perspectives, getting getting these perspectives that I've never really been introduced to. It really opened my mind and it really sparked a doubt in my mind, um, a genuine doubt about uh, me taking a step in my life that I was not ready to t- that I was not ready to take, and um, coming to the conversation that we had about Islam, I had realized that I didn't really know anything about Islam, besides the bigoted things that were said about other religions. I was never really fully introduced to Islam, and so that's. That's a big part of what opened my eyes.
1: So. Now, this person that you were speaking to on Instagram, they're closer in age to you than your parents. They're they're a younger person, right?
0: Yeah. Yes, yes.
1: And are they a part of your sampradaya or they come from a different one?
0: No, um, they come from a different sampradaya. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was somebody, um, you know, somebody who was really, um, who was really um, big on um, who's really big on um, religious um, a belief system that I was never really introduced to. Um, and it was somebody who kind of had a different perspective about Hinduism, a perspective that I was never introduced to or a perspective that I never thought even existed.
1: Yeah. Had you had the opportunity growing up to interact with youth or young adults? From the other sampradayas in Hinduism, or was your experience mainly within your own?
0: So, um, having um, grown up in a um that you know we have a lot of following, especially here in the U.S., so, so I did interact a lot with the youth. Um, I went to national conventions. I went to. I went to um, shibir's, uh, um, and I interact. Um, I had um, a lot of people I interacted with, and I kind of felt as if I kind of felt later on in my life. I kind of felt as if we were following something that we didn't really know anything about. It kind of felt like we were blindly following something, blindly doing a practice that we didn't really know anything about.
1: Mm-hmm. Um. But these were all youth within the same sampradaya. You weren't yes. going to sort of inter-sampradayic youth conventions or anything. This was still within the same,
0: within the, the same,
1: same within yes. the same lineage. Yeah. So this was really a very novel experience for you. You were interacting with someone who was coming with a completely different experience and understanding of Hinduism itself, and having this interaction, you know, it sounds like it, it was it was it, it changed your trajectory quite a bit. Yes, it did. So since that interaction and you started to to really think, you know, had I had you prematurely made this decision, you weren't ready, you didn't really know about Islam outside of um the videos that were sort of bigoted and misrepresenting other traditions. What happened next?
0: Yeah, so I'm talking to this person more and more. Um and I got on the phone with this person. And I asked him to teach me more and to give me um, to give me more perspectives about Hinduism that I was never introduced to. And having learned all of this, um, I asked him about his experiences with Islam, for him being in the same sense that I was, and he told me his experiences with Islam. And he was going through the exact same thing that I went through and, I'm, and, the, um, and the exact same thing that I'm still going through and That's really what kind of changed my frame uh, frame of mind even more, because he was being told the same things. He had the same questions in in his mind. He had the same doubts. He was going through an exact um, similar phase as I was in his life. And so I kind of thought, um, you know, maybe this person was somebody that could give me some guidance. And so having talked to him even more and more and more, I felt as if I had to take a step back and rethink my decisions and rethink, um, kind of rethink what, um, you know, kind of rethink what steps I'm going to take, um, what, what steps I'm going to take next. Um, and so I kind of felt as if, um, you know, I felt as if, um, you know, this was kind of a message for me to take a step back, reflect on. You know, what um, reflect on the choices I was choosing to make and kind of think about it practically in the way that it was going to affect my life in the long run.
1: What, if anything, did you communicate about this to your friends and to your to the Muslim community that you were part of?
0: Yeah, so I told them um, honestly and in the nicest way possible. Hey, look, um, I appreciate everything that you guys have done for me, the resources that you've given me but I feel like I need to take a step back and I need to really rethink my decisions because I don't think I was ever ready to take such a big step in my life.
1: And what was the response to that?
0: I'm being brainwashed. Um, I'm being misled by somebody who wants to destroy um, my connection with, um, and destroy my, um, destroy my, um, destroy my connection, you know, with Islam and destroy my, my grip, um, you know, with Islam and, um, you know, the way that I was finding the truth. And, um, I was told that the person, this person I was talking to was another form of shaitan in my life, uh, trying to stop me.
1: And what did you say to that?
0: I didn't really have a reaction. I didn't know how to react. I just said, you know, this person is not the reason um, this person opened my eyes, but he's not fully, you know, the reason why I'm choosing to take a step back. I'm choosing to take a step back off my own will because I'm. my heart is telling me that I need to reflect on a decision that I was forced to take. And so while you may say that this person is misleading me, I actually think it's you that's misleading me. I actually think that it's you guys who are misleading me.
1: I, uh, how was that received when you, you said that back to them?
0: They told me that I was being ridiculous. They were calling me crazy and they were calling me psychotic. They were saying that I can't make a decision. They were saying that I was, um, you know, that I changed my mind too quickly um, and they were saying that, you know, I'm e- I'm, I'm being persuaded into, um, I'm e- being easily persuaded. I'm being, e- I'm being brainwashed and that I need to, um, I need to open my eyes and not be oblivious to my circumstances and, um, you know, my reality.
1: And these are, these are your friends, right? These are not yes. just people you met. These are people that are your friends. Yes. Um, what were you feeling in this moment?
0: Stressed out, um, really depressed.
1: Yeah, I can imagine it was really disorienting. It sounds like a, a real roller coaster for you. Uh, and you were continuing to speak with this this Hindu person that you had met on Instagram.
0: Yes, I was.
1: And did you talk to anyone else at this point? Um, did you start sharing what you were going through with anyone else?
0: so um this guy had a community on instagram um followers and they would you know some of them were on my social media um i only communicated to like you know a couple few of them were really close to the person i was talking to um not necessarily telling them the full the full um the full like you know severity of uh, my situation but more so Um, giving them a perspective, um, about, you know, my perspective on the way that I saw Hinduism and it was just the community trying to really give me another perspective about, about Hinduism. Um, not really telling them things about what I was going through personally, but, um, just kind of, you know, trying to enlighten me with, um, another perspective about Hinduism that would, you know, kind of help me as I navigate forward in my life.
1: Now if I understand correctly, the catalyst for all of this was you feeling compelled to sort of say Hindu phobic things on social media in order to prove your, your allegiance to Islam. What were some of the things that you found yourself saying or being asked to say about Hinduism or India or anything really in order to prove that allegiance?
0: Yeah. So. Um, Hindu rhetoric. You know the basic things, the you know the common Hindu stereotypes, um, worshipping cows, um, worshipping idols, uh, making a mockery out of those practices. Um, about India, I felt la- I felt as if I had to develop a different political perspective. Uh, I was told that I had to um, denounce my um, my opinions that I had about politics in India. I had to change my opinions that I had about politics in India. Um I'm not going to get into the full I'm not going to get into the full um I'm not going to get into the um I'm not going to get into um I'm not going to get into the full gist of it. But from a broader perspective, I felt as if I had to kind of um denounce India. And this wasn't something that I was told. I felt like it was more of an indirect message that I was being sent. I had to completely denounce any, um, connection or any kind of, um, any kind of, um, any, like my, my heritage with my motherland. I was told that India in, you know, a sense, in a practical sense, I could never, um, I could never call India my motherland because Muslims are being oppressed in India. Um, all of these things are happening in India, um, unjust. Practices, unjust things being, um, unjust decisions being taken by the government, um, and Islamophobic, um, you know, rhetoric growing in India with the government, um, you know, actively engaging with um, Hindu nationalist organizations who are spewing even more Islamophobia through the media in India. I was told that I had to, um, you know, I had to develop, I had to have anti-India sentiments to really stand up for my fellow Muslims who I I was told were being oppressed um, back in my motherland. And so I felt as if I had to change my entire perspective and develop this narrative in my mind about about me not really being affiliated with India and not being not really being affiliated with people in India. Um, And, you know, kind of um, kind of going on, you know, going online and spewing anti-India sentiment to for me to stand up for my fellow Muslims and stand up for the Islamic community.
1: Just for clarity, did did you believe that there was this growing Islamophobic sentiment and policy in India or was this part of what you were told to believe?
0: So this was really part of what I was told to believe. I don't think I really believed it because um, obviously um, having You know, going to India, um, take a lot of trips to India. I know a lot of people who live in India, a lot of Muslims who live in India, family, friends. Um, I personally um, never saw, I'm not saying that Islamophobia doesn't exist in India, but I didn't think it exists on such a large scale that I was being told it does exist. But I was kind of forcing myself to believe these things so I could kind of please the people that were around me telling me to believe these things.
1: And, and looking back on that now, how does that sit with you?
0: It does not sit well. Um, and it kind of, um, it kind of feels like I was kind of forced to completely um, erase my identity and who I was.
1: Having gone through that, do you feel like you still have access to that identity? Not really. I, I mean, to your your Indian identity, do you feel like that? That's, uh, you know, you went online, you said these things because you felt compelled to do it. Now you're taking this moment to really reflect and think and think for yourself, uh, rather than just go along with what you're being told to think. Do you think that it's possible for you to sort of regain those connections and ties and links, or were they never gone at all? Were you just performing this? sort of separation
0: i kind of felt as if i was just kind of like you know performing an act but at the same time i don't think i can ever go back to the to the genuine um happiness that i had as a child even if i didn't understand the purpose of why i was doing things i remember as a kid growing up in a spiritual um spiritually religious environment that was you know, parts of me being genuinely happy, I don't think I can ever go back to that, you know, the state that I was in before.
1: Well, this is the the mother in me saying this, there's a long road ahead of you. So never is a pretty final word, but I, I understand what you're saying about how you feel right now. Um, and, and I'm sorry, that's a um, very painful thing to feel. Um, what were some of the other, you know, you talked about the ways in which your friends were now talking down to you and dismissing you. And it sounds like they were gaslighting you. Did anything else happen as a result of you saying you wanted to take this space and to think and reflect? Um, did they take any other actions?
0: Yeah, I got, um, I got a lot of hate on social media. A lot of people messaging me, calling me, um, calling me things. Um, a lot of people spewing hate. Uh, a lot of people saying that you know. A lot of people saying that it, um, you know I was an embarrassment to, to the Muslim community. I was weak for leaving my faith. I was weak for being brainwashed. Um, I was weak for decisions for taking a step back. I got a lot of um, people telling me that, you know, I was welcomed. They welcomed me with open arms and I betrayed them. And there were other people um, who were telling me that, you know, I'm an embarrassment um, for them. And, that you know, I, you know, that there's no, you know, I have no purpose in my life.
1: What do you think that means? That you have no purpose in your life. What were they trying to communicate to you?
0: I felt as if they were telling me that you know me choosing to me choosing to leave Islam. I was kind of putting aside the only like you know purpose that they thought I had in my life. Um, They were telling me that you know as you were so easily like you know coerced and like you know you were so easily um you were so easily persuaded to leave Islam. As dumb as you are for doing that, you have no purpose left in your
1: life. So you went from feeling like you had finally found a community that was reaching out to you and embracing you and including you in a way that you hadn't felt before, you know, when you first converted, they welcomed you in so many ways and all of a sudden it was sort of turned on its head. Um I mean it's kind of an obvious question, but I have to ask how how did that feel?
0: It kind of it kind of um brought me down even more um and i felt i felt very um i felt very i felt very upset and i felt like this phase of my life was going to be endless and i even started doubting you know the purpose i had left in my life
1: i'm I'm so sorry you felt that way. Um, and did you did you share what you were feeling with anyone? Have you shared, you know, you're, you're sharing with me now, but uh, either with this new friend that you found on Instagram or the community that you brought with him. Did you share this? Have you shared this with anyone?
0: Yeah, I shared this with the person that I started talking to. And that's really what drew me closer to this person.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm really glad that you found someone to confide in. That's, it's really important that you, that anyone who's going through this doesn't, doesn't feel alone. Um, that kind of isolation can be so debilitating. Um, other than these types of messages that you were getting, you know, that your life had no meaning Um, that you had betrayed them, that, you know, all of these things. Were there any other consequences for you taking this stance?
0: I got, um, it got worse and worse gradually over a period of time. I ended up getting death threats, Um, people telling me to go kill myself, Um, people saying that I'm going to burn in the hellfire, um, people telling me that I'm going to regret the decision that I chose to make.
1: And were you receiving these messages on social media? On yes. you know, and, and anyone you knew, was anyone you knew like that you actually knew in real life, or, or was any no. of your friends saying these things? Okay, so these were just social media, I mean, not just, but these were on social media. You're getting these messages, yes. Uh, And did you tell your friends, your Muslim friends, that you were receiving death threats?
0: I did tell them. And the response that I got was that I made a decision to leave Islam. And it was a very bad decision that I chose to make. And the people who were sending me death threats, um, they were doing it understandably so.
1: So, zero support from your friends? Yes. And are you still interacting with these folks? No. Uh, Are you still receiving death threats? No. And are you safe? Do you feel safe? Yes. You feel safe? Yes. Okay. Given the fact that you've received death threats, um, that your own friends are not supporting you, and they're saying essentially that you deserve to receive death threats if it's a consequence of your own actions. You've taken a big risk to speak out publicly about this. Why would you choose to speak about this publicly?
0: I was never planning on speaking about this publicly, but I have an obligation to protect people um, who, are going, who are down the same road as I am. And I want to make sure that very few people become the victims of what I went through. I want very few people, um, and I want to do whatever I can to make sure that when people really, um, when people really, um, when people, like you know, really read my story, I want to make sure that my story can really impact um, people's lives, so they don't end up becoming the victims or they don't end up going through what I went through. Because the state that I was in, the state that I'm still in, I don't want anybody to go through that because it's a very dark place to be in. It's mentally um, it's it's mentally um, degrading and it's just a place that nobody wants to be in in their lives. And I want to make sure I have an obligation to make, and I feel like I have an obligation to make sure that nobody has to go through what I'm going through right now. So me coming out with my story in a way, it's just me kind of, um, you know, me, fulfilling my obligation to really protect whoever I can protect by sharing my story anonymously. That is, but, um, you know, me kind of, um, you know, getting my story across. So anybody who's in the same circumstances as me, anybody who's going through, you know, something similar, something as similar as I'm going through, as I I went through, I want to make sure that they understand, um, you know, the consequences that their actions can have,
1: what would you tell someone, a young person, let's say a 16 or 17 or 18 year old, who's has similar questions or concerns or skepticism around Hinduism, and they're vulnerable to these influences? What what advice would you give them?
0: Your questions are 100% genuine. The fact that you are raising these questions in the first place shows that you are seeking for the truth and the mere fact that you are seeking for the truth, very few people are actually bothered about finding the truth. So you have already taken a step forward when you when you go and when you ask these questions. So you should feel proud of yourself for even having the courage to ask these questions in the first place. Um I think um, anybody who's going through what I went through should not take big steps um, and the step that I chose to take, until they feel that they're ready to take those steps, they should not feel right ru- They should not feel coerced. No, nor should they feel forced to take certain steps in their lives. And part of really ensuring that you don't take step, you don't take those kinds of steps in your life, is to make sure that you have a good circle. The people that you're around are, you know, kind of encouraging you to think for yourself. Um, And so part of it is, you know, having a good social circle, having friends that are encouraging you to um, think for yourself and having friends who encourage you to, you know, really think from your heart. Um, And so I think that's something that's really, really, really important for someone who's, um, you know, in, in a circumstance that I'm in and that I was in. I think that's a really, really important thing. For somebody to like, you know, um, for somebody to have a good social circle and, um, you know, to really take it one step at a time. And eventually your questions will be answered. But it's important that you embark on your own journey. Everybody goes through ups and downs. Everyone's journey, it goes in different directions. But as long as you're following your heart, it's going to be all right for
1: you. It's really beautiful. What message would you convey to Hindu American parents?
0: The first thing that I'm going to say, and I think this is very important. Growing up, you shouldn't make your kids feel comfortable with talking to you about anything. And that could be asking questions, as basic as asking questions about Hinduism to even talking about things that you're going through in your life make your kids feel comfortable so they feel like they grow up you know around obviously um around parents who have the best interests for their children um and i think that hindu american parents should really know Whenever you tell your kids to perform practices, make sure you convey to them why they're performing these practices, why you perform these practices and why you want them to perform those practices. Convey the the purposes of these practices. Don't just get them to blindly follow something or blindly do something.
1: And what if the parents don't know?
0: I think it's important. For Hindu American like parents understand because we are growing up, obviously growing up in um growing up in North America, um obviously we are a minority. Um, Hindus only make up for one percent of the U.S. population. So, a lot of the times in modern day society, we hear a lot of stereotypes about Hinduism. We hear a lot of misconceptions about Hinduism. People are fed with misinformation. Your child will likely be fed with, mis- with 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 misinformation so unless you don't convey um you don't convey those messages with your child unless you don't teach your child um you know about you know the most basic you know the most basic pillars of hinduism hindu culture hindu identity your child is going to be fed with misinformation and more than likely he or she will not know how to react to the information that he or she is being fed. And that just leads to a whole chain of events. So I think it's important for parents to really understand that you need to explain to your child um coherently. And you need to really explain to your child why they um why you know you do certain things that you do and why it's important, why why religion plays an important role in your life and why, you know, why. You perform certain rituals and certain practices that you perform on a daily basis. And, you know, obviously, um, Hinduism, you know, on a larger scale is a very complex religion. It's a very diverse religion. People believe in different things. But it's important that you teach your child the basic foundational pillars of Hinduism so they understand, they at least have, um, they at least know where they come from. Um, and then, and they at least understand what Hinduism is all about, even if they may have a different set of beliefs. Because obviously, Hinduism has many sampradayas. Hinduism has many different philosophies and principles, and people follow different things. It's important that you that your child has a, child has a general understanding of Hinduism and the Hindu faith, so they don't completely they, they don't completely lose um lose grip of their identity and they understand how to react when they're fed misinformation, they can actually think for themselves.
1: Yeah. And what do you think the Hindu American community at large can do to support our youth?
0: So I think resources, um, like what the Hindu American foundation is doing. I think, um, I think the Hindu American community as a large needs to provide the youth with resources. Um, Temples to go to, places to go to, places to get together, talk about things, uh, learn about things, uh, um, basic things in Hinduism, um, scripture classes, uh, learn about the Bhagavad Gita, learn about different things, foundational knowledge about Hinduism, um, create an environment where everybody feels. Like they belong.
1: And going back to your experience on Instagram, it wasn't just the other person's knowledge about Hinduism. It's the fact that they could relate to your lived experience, what you were going through as a person. um, And not just their knowledge of Hinduism that it sounds like made you feel like, oh, you could actually turn to this person and talk to them and could learn from them.
0: Yes, he made me feel very comfortable.
1: Right. And so it's it's really about relating to and making and creating spaces where you feel like they're seen as, as whole people and not just being taught the information about Hinduism. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Um, so one, two, two more questions. Um, one is, um, what is something that you would like just broader American society to know? From your based on your experience. I mean it's a it's a complicated experience that you're still going through. What is it that you think is not really on the radar in mainstream America that you want folks to know about?
0: There are issues that need to be addressed um, you know in society. We need to be more willing to accept other people for who they are. And polarization is among one of the many issues in the 21st century. And a part of a part of that issue is religious polarization, because we cannot live. We cannot live we cannot coexist with one another. And that is a big problem that we have in modern day American society. We America, we call ourselves. This is a country that's based on accepting everybody for who they are. Are we our diversity? is what we cherish as Americans. So we should be willing to accept everybody for who they are, no matter what racial or religious background you come from. So I think religious polarization is a big issue that needs to be addressed in mainstream media. Stereotypes about certain religions, Hindu phobia goes very um, unnoticed mainstream media. Nobody talks about it. Everybody talks about Islamophobia. Nobody talks about Hindu phobia. That needs to be addressed because until we don't address this issue, it's gonna go on for generations and generations and generations to come. So we need to understand that until we don't um we don't we don't acknowledge that we have a problem with polarization, with religious polarization, these stereotypes are going to be um perpetuated through the media, through um, you know mainstream platforms in society itself. And um, this is a problem that needs to be addressed in modern day American society. We need to make sure that people understand that we should come together on common grounds. At the end of the day, we all follow um, the good. There's in every major world religion, there are good things. Every religion teaches you good things. And part of part of any religion is to become a good human being, become the best version of yourself. Um, every religion teaches you to do that. So I think we should unite on that common ground rather than focus on what makes us different from one another. We need to learn to peacefully coexist with one another in society and we need to learn what brings us together.
1: It's beautiful. It's a really beautiful and timely timely message. My last question for you. Um this is the first time that you're speaking publicly about this. How does it feel to tell this story?
0: As long as I can make an impact on somebody's life, a good impact, a genuine impact, I felt as if my purpose here is um, you know, fulfilled. I you know, feel as if I feel satisfied. That is why, that is the sole reason why I am going public with my story because I want somebody to know that it's okay that they have questions. It's okay that they feel it's okay that they feel overwhelmed. It's okay that they feel bombarded with questions in their mind. It's, you know, it's, um, it's a big part in growing up and developing as a person. So me coming out with my story is just merely a way for me to make sure that I'm able to impact somebody's life um, indirectly. And so I want everybody to know That um, if you're going, if you're in a similar circumstances, if you're in a similar circumstance as I am, then it's okay. Um, Move one step at a time. And really, um, really understand that the journey that you're going through is going to be a difficult journey full of ups and downs. But you are seeking for the truth and you take it one step at a time and you will eventually get to where you need to be so it's okay to have questions it's okay to it's okay to have a mentality where you think that you know you're not really understanding why you do things um it's okay to have these questions it's okay to um you know it's okay to feel you know to feel um it's okay to feel like you're kind of um you know like you're kind of lost um because everybody goes through that phase in their life Uh, so I, I want to send that message out to people who are going through similar circumstances as me um but I hope that me going public with my story can impact people's lives um and that's that's the sole reason why I chose to go public with my story
1: well thank you so much for sharing all of that uh, as I told you before when we were chatting earlier I'm I think you're incredibly brave and thoughtful and generous um, in sharing what your experience with so much um, perspective, so much self-awareness. Uh, I really, really admire you. And if there's any way that I can help you, that the community can support you, um, please don't hesitate to reach out. You're not alone. I know you're not, al- I know you know that, but I just want to emphasize you're, you're not alone. You have a a large community to support you. Um, Thank you so much.
0: No problem. Thank you. Well, that's it for this episode of That's So Hindu. If you enjoyed it, please take a minute and leave us a nice five-star review. It's how you can help the show get discovered by more listeners. You can help ensure that more of these get made by making a donation to HAF at hinduamerican.org slash donate. Thanks again for listening.